This week's two-parter is an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, you can skip these and there'll be new stories for you next week. You're listening to The Voice of Dog, and today's story is the second and final part of When the Needs Are Denied by Mikasi Wolf, a Singaporean wolf mercenary writer. When the Needs Are Denied has formerly appeared in the Breeds, Foxes anthology, published by Thurston Howe Publications, now Bound Tales. His works have been published by Fur Planet, Rabbit Valley, Gold Publications, among others. You can find links to more of his stories on his FA or Wikifur page. Today's story will be read for you by Crimson Ruari, the Mountain Smith. Last time, Cliffy headed to the red light district known as the Night Market and told a sex worker what he wants and desires. It was not what Cliffy expected. Please enjoy When the Needs Are Denied by Mikasi Wolf, Part 2 of 2. The waiting areas of brothels were quiet affairs, contrary to the din outside. Virgo explained that the sound coming from the loudspeakers outside was to get potential customers in the mood. Once they was inside, people generally wanted a quiet time to themselves. They could always turn on the digital radios in their rooms if they needed. She bid me to wait in a waiting area while she went to see if my request was ready. Vixen already explained that despite the night market catering to all orientations, my requested combination of gender and species wasn't common. It was just fortunate that she knew about a boy who went into the biz a couple of months back. I had a scotch on Virgo from the bar while I waited, lapping lightly through the mouthpiece of my glass. I guess she'd probably earn a commission from her referral, but at this point in time, I don't mind as long as I got what I wanted. The waiting room was empty, save me, and I would have seen it as a sign of the brothel's unpopularity were it not for the faint sounds of thumping and moaning my ears could pick up from the ceilings and walls. Soundproofing wasn't perfect, especially for us shop-eared species, and the sounds of enjoyment was already making me painfully odd. Despite the only clientele that would have sat here before, the waiting room didn't stink of musk and arousal, with the underlying scent of pine suggesting decentifier being dispensed regularly. The room also had the usual reading materials one would find in a dentist or a physician's, but also included posters of the girls and guys that worked here, dressed in nothing but their pelts and smiles. Aside from advertising, it must also help with the mood of the patrons. I couldn't see any sable males, however, so the management either hadn't decided on getting a full photo shoot of him, or he wasn't a full-timer. Or maybe Virgo's having me on, two enormous bounces appearing soon enough, with a statement that I owed them $200 for the scotch. I'd heard of stories of such scams happening in establishments that appeared to offer sex but didn't, and it didn't help that it's my first time getting into this situation. I kept my eyes on the door and tongue to the scotch just in case I had to get out fast. Wouldn't be the first time that happened, not counting that college trip to Amsterdam. Virgo was as good as a word, however, and a sloth bear madam in a dress lumbered up to me. From her size, she could very well be the two bounces on her own. She barely gave off much of a scent, suggesting she might have long retired from active work. She kept her fur well trimmed, however, accenting her curves for God knows why. You, dear, your boy is ready for you. Just head up the stairs and turn right. He's in room four. Virgo said you'll be booking a full night service? The bear smiled with her arms crossed. That's right. I made for the stairs, but the madam casually stepped in front of me. It took me a moment to get the hint. 
Sorry, how much? I fished my wallet out of my jeans. It was easy to forget sex wasn't always free. Four hundred. The scotch is on the house. The madam pocketed the cash somewhere in her shoulder scarf. Go on, have fun. She covered her muzzle in what had to be a diminutive giggle, but it made it look like an abashed bear. I needed no telling twice, scaling the stairs two at a time. Call me desperate, but I don't believe anyone had ever been in my position. The second floor was a U-shaped corridor with room space throughout it. Here, the sounds of moans and groans were louder, with the faint hint of musk whiffed in between the doors. Each door was numbered, much like a hotel or old-fashioned apartment building, but I was past can about details. I padded over to room four, shaft positively bursting through my jeans. I stood at the door as I composed myself. There was a mix of scents here. Dog, ferret, type of civet, even a horse. I couldn't imagine how the sable could manage such a customer, but one can't always choose their customers in this gig. I could still back out now. Sasha was waiting for me at home, and the madam had already been paid, so there wouldn't be any bad feelings if I scoppered. The boy inside would even be glad for the break, and I won't have to feel guilty about cheating on my sable. Sasha's the only one who stuck with me for more than a month, and loyalty like that's got to count for something. But then I told myself that loyalty was a two-way street. Though Sasha hadn't been disloyal by cheating or anything like that, the fact that he didn't give me what I needed meant that I had every right to take matters into my own paws. If he expects me to go without sex for the rest of my life, well, then he'd better find someone else. And with that affirmation, I turned the doorknob and added, pushing the door shut behind me. First thing I observed was that the room was lit by candles, giving off a soft ambience. Scented, too, if my nose was anything to go by. Second thing I noticed was a sable lying back on the bed, with his white underfur trailing from his neck to his groin, accentuated by the dark umber around it. A perfect picture of muscle beauty. The third thing I realized was that the sable on the bed was Sasha, the sable I returned to each and every day, now naked and posed for what he'd denied me all this while. The two of us stared at one another, the sable sitting upright when he saw and smelt who his next customer was. You, I snarled, voice half dying into a choke. You, Sasha parroted, more surprised than anything else. What the fuck do you mean by that? You lied to me all this while. I was now yelling, wanting very much to step forward and shake my sneaky little muscle it until his fangs clattered. To his credit, Sasha didn't flinch. Like hell I was. I told you I've got work to do. This is it. Besides, you're the one cheating now. The sable got to his feet, and I tried and failed to avoid looking at his sheath. Damn. What? You... I sputtered, furious that he had the nerve to use whatever I was doing as a defense. You know what I meant. If you'd been whoring yourself out, I got a right to know. But would you want to, Sasha challenged, and I paused at his intensity. The two of us were so very much alike, even our own arguments deflected each other like sparring partners. If you'd known the reason why I am exhausted and not in mood each time I come home, would you have stopped me from working just so you could have more sex with me? I'm here not because I enjoy it, but because I work towards a better future for us. Do you really want to live in a run-down apartment in a questionable neighborhood all your life, only to have some low life rob you on the way back? But yet I move in with you so that you are not alone. 
I never stopped loving you, Cliffy. My emotions were rather conflicted by now, and I couldn't decide whether to run, stay, or sack my sable a good one. You could still have given me some of yourself, I wanted to yell, but it came out as a pained whine. The fact that it was my sable, the only person who didn't stay with me for just one night of fun or free lodging, made this incredibly hard to bear. Do you know how hard it is to keep it all pent up just so I don't cheat on you? Sasha opened and closed his muzzle, and for once it looked like he was at a loss for words. But my sable never was. I know that, Cliffy. It's just that it's tiring after a night like tonight, you know? I have had four clients come through already. I know, tapping my stiffen nose. And you understand how competitive business like this is. Some clients like to feel like the boy toy they're fucking's having a good time as well, and a few even insist on seeing me come. One needs to have enthusiasm and stamina in this profession, and I'm sorry if I held things off with you so that I can keep going. Reviews from customers go a lot towards the madam deciding if I'm worth signing on full-time. I'm still technically on contract, so most of the clients I get are ones of a special request. I nodded, remembering that Sasha wasn't featured on the posters downstairs, unlike the others that worked here. Part of me was convinced that if he told me what he did for extra cash, I'd have understood, but the truth was, I might never have. We'd all been brought up by the society we lived in that sex was taboo, and that the people involved in the trade even more so. Fact, however, remains that now I'm here, and neither Sasha nor I could go back to the illusion we had before. We were no longer a happy couple living together, that came straight back to where they lived after a hard day's work just to enjoy each other's company. We were a couple who discovered one was cheating on the other, believing they had no other choice. Sasha cleared his throat. Have you paid Madame Barry yet? I can see about getting a refund. For a moment, I considered telling the Sable that he should shove my hard-earned cash up his ass if he needed it that much. And I realized perhaps he really did need it that much, such that he let complete strangers shove whatever they wanted up it, subject to their own whims and fancies, their lusts, and their kinks. I never asked Sasha how much he earned in his day job, but a friend of mine who worked in a similar field mentioned that it was more than I did, and yet if my sable still had to work here so many nights per week. I don't want it, I replied. Sasha made to protest, but I waved it aside. I want you to do whatever I paid for. Sasha's eyes narrowed. Is that what you see me as? Fuck toy. His voice rose to a screech. No! I stepped forward and Sasha stepped back, falling back onto the bed as he did. He tried getting back up, his paws outstretched to keep me back. My paws were longer than his, however, and I took hold of his shoulders. You've been doing all this for us. I get it, I said. Sasha made to pull my paws off, soft amber eyes looking away from me. But I don't get to see you anymore these days. I know I've been an oversexed asshole, and I've probably been getting on your nerves in the last year, but I very much want to share this with you again, something I've missed for a very long time. I doubted. Just look at where you are now, Sasha snapped. If you really wanted to be with me, you wouldn't have come here. There's any number of species you could have had your way with. What do you think I asked for a male sable, I asked. Sasha stopped trying to break free, and finally looked back in my eyes. I went all out, hugging my sable close, and he gasped, his paws slowly circling around the top of my back uncertainly, as he always had. My sable may be short, but that never stopped him from reaching higher.
I couldn't take it anymore, and tears finally burst free as I whined, my sable stroking up and down my back, making hushing noises as he did. I cried at the times we'd missed together, and my betrayal to such a wonderful mate. Sasha fought back his tears at first. He'd always been the more resolute of the two of us. Then his tears came, tears of anguish that he'd led me to act this way, seeking something he should have been there for. There exists a sin that it takes two paws to clap, and it also took two to fuck, the underlying conundrum that only recently existed between us. But it didn't have to. Even if I only had one more night with the one I misjudged, I would be a most happy fox. Then Sasha steered me toward the bed, and it was my turn to fall back against it, my sable falling right atop me. Well-practiced paws unfastened my fly as I tensed. The sable then hooked his paws under my shirt, taking it off in a smooth motion without the chin of my muzzle catching on it as it usually does. He's had plenty of practice. It's been a while, but no one ever forgets how to go through the motions. I started to kick off my pants, only to have it brought all the way down by outgoing sable paws. My sheath sprung free of my briefs, the red of my arousal bobbing as it did. Sasha leaned close to me, his breath a warm tickling in my lifted ears. What would you like tonight, dear? I held my breath, ears skewing as realization set in. Normally, the two of us would feel each other up, much the way we had when we first met, and let things go naturally from there. Neither of us saw the need to ask for any particular kink of preference, eventually finding out what the other desired or accepted. But for the first time ever, Sasha was asking me for a choice, and I could finally request anything I wanted, just like so many others who'd come through this room. But to me, Sasha was no whore. Even if we couldn't change the past, I could decide how to treat him. He's my light and my mate, and one of the few constants in my life. Whatever you want, I said, and a look of surprise on his muzzle said I'd made the right choice. Sasha raked his claws through my belly fur, running furrows through it. Like any candid, my feet kicked in a rotating motion, my tongue out and lolling. A smile dancing on my sable's lips, he drew his claws down to my sack where my thumping ceased to an almost pained whine. Then his paws sought to flip me over with my chest resting against the bed, my body tensing as I wondered if he's doing what I think he's doing. Then he positioned himself over my rump, his knees spread alongside my hips, and I realized he was. A scent of vigor washed over me, and I realized he was more excited than he'd been in a long time. Sable held my brush to one side, and I shivered as he lubed up my hole with something cold, most likely the high-grade stuff the establishment provides. Then I felt that almost familiar pressure on my ass, a first a gentle prod, then a firm push. I shuddered when I felt his cock push through, groaning as much as whining as it filled me. Sasha rubbed my ears as he held it there, massaging lightly as he let his breath waft against my cheek ruffs. I can stop if you ask me to, he whispered. At first I thought he was taunting me, the moment he got a chance for full control. Then I realized he was really checking if I was fine. It's been a while since he penetrated me like that, and one's own digits didn't do it justice. My breath was coming in quick gasps as I forced myself to relax. No, I replied, harsher than I intended. I could almost feel Sasha's dick's twitch in surprise. Do whatever you have planned. I'll be fine. Sasha gave a smile, 
I could see it in the mirror placed across from the bed, and began a slow but regular rhythm, stretching and pulling at my insides, each move scratching at that itch I held so long inside. I gripped the bed sheets and buried my muzzle beneath my chest, letting the sensation soak and wash away at me. The sound of soft smacks filled my ears, and the initial pressure I had felt now doled away into a gradual presence, reminding me I was no longer alone in my ministrations. I almost couldn't believe this was happening, and I reached back, feeling for Sasha, lest it turn out to be a dream. Sasha gripped my paw back, then relocated his from my sides to my shoulders, controlling every move he made, working in symphony with the other parts of his being. His hips thrusted while his paws held my shoulders, massaging and controlling the momentum of his thrusts the way I liked it. Pressed to the bed, my shaft was rubbed to the point of bursting. Normally, the mattress at home gave me a painful burn if I tried that, but the one here was soft with silky bed sheets that practically glided over my shaft. My pants started becoming ragged, and the tension in my groin multiplied by that warm tightness in my ass. And then I came, yipping louder than I remember. Sasha bent forward at the last moment, his fangs sinking into my butt. I yipped again at the sudden pain, a burst of warmth coating my belly fur beneath me. Sasha screeched in an almost feral peal, with several hard twitches in my ass, followed by an outpour on a warmth. I groaned as I sank into the bed, a warm flush washing over me. Sasha slumped atop me, another blanket of warmth I gladly accepted. His head reached only to my upper back, but I felt his pants tickling my ears. Our backs rose and fell with our exertion, and I was glad we finally had our time together. I so miss this, I muttered. I rolled onto my side, Sasha rolling along such that we ended up facing each other. Was it just sex you missed? Sasha commented dryly. I would normally get all relaxed and sleepy after all that, but my sable always kept his wits about him. That too, but mostly you. I hugged his head against me. Sasha didn't resist, rubbing his muzzle into my fluffy chest. I hardly see you at home anymore. I understand if you're tired after working here, but when you don't tell me what's happening, well, I thought there was something else going on. Like, maybe you were, uh, fucking somebody else, Sasha asked. I remained silent. You were right, but I never gave my heart to them. My clients, their wants and desires, it's all part of the job for me. A few thought they could find love when they put their money in, but they don't realize how much of a dream that is. Madame Bari banned a few customers for harassing a few of the girls and boys. Not only is it bad for business, but working girls and boys deserve to be free of commitments once they clock out. You are my only love, Cliffy. That I assure you. Do you still intend to work here? I asked. I felt Tasha tense, so I stroked his ears. I won't be offended if you do. It just feels strange that my boyfriend's fucking other people while we act like everything's fine, and you always come back so tired. Nothing has changed between us, but one should always aim to improve their quality of life, Sasha replied. Even if we don't get mugged in all the years we stay in your neighborhood, the lease on the apartment building isn't going to be forever. It's unplanned redevelopment area, so government could always buy out the landlord that owns the building. Our current savings won't be able to get us another apartment in good neighborhood. 
This job pays far better than my day job, but I can't work full-time. Otherwise, any job I apply for in the future would want to know what I've been doing during all those years. I'm not in engineering. So, yes, I will still be here till we've got enough money to move. I hummed in acknowledgement, and Sasha, relieved that I'm not going to go all ballistic on him, laid his head back against my chest. Then I wondered about something. How popular are red foxes in this industry, I asked. Sasha glared up at me. Are you trying to get one back at me? No, dear, I hastily denied. I just figured that if you're working here to get us a better future, I should be doing my part. Pardon me if I say this, but you don't seem all that enthusiastic in sex as I am. If I were to say, work here and place you part-time, do you promise to take a break at home? I can't have my sable doing something he hates for his fox that refuses to carry the burden. You look like you could use a break anyway. Sasha stared intently back at me, and I at him. This was a challenge to further confirm if I am just pursuing my own selfish desires, but deep inside, my sable knows I care for him as much as he did. On one condition, said Sasha. To answer your question, foxes are popular bedmates, especially with those domineering canine types. Dogs, wolves, and coyotes always want to play alpha. Nobody knows why. But I've built up my network of clients through the last few months, and newcomers like you will always take some time to have the same success as I do. For the next few weeks, I'll work my shifts as normal, and I'm sure you can get an immediate position with Madame Bari. Once you get more established, I can cut down my working nights from 4 to 2, and you only work two days per night on the same shift as I. This way, we can keep an eye on each other despite being in different rooms and be able to spend time together on days off. And once we get enough money to move somewhere else, we quit. Is this deal? I didn't fully agree, because if I worked four days a week, we could get that house he always wanted faster. But when people don't spend enough time with each other, bad things happen, like how things today came close to becoming. Either of us may not like everything about what the other proposes, but the foundation of every relationship was understanding, and for both of us, it was also compromising. We would have to work for the better part of a year with this arrangement, but I believe we could make it work. I breathed deep the scent of my sable beside me, and in me, and that was all I needed to get through this. This was the second and final part of When the Needs Are Denied by Mikasi Wolf, read for you by Crimson Ruari, the Mountain Smith. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.